You little whore. Your education is going to continue while I lay on the beach and I get my brains as I should. This is all a lie. This is the exact opposite of what we should be telling young women to pursue in their personal relationships. any two Americans to find common ground on an issue and they would be hard pressed to. But as the complex world of dating and relationships and marriage continues to evolve on a day-by-day -day basis in our country, it seems that we are all in agreement. Americans are miserable dating. Pew Research Center released a poll in late 2020 which found that nearly half of all Americans, half of us, say that dating has only gotten harder in the last 10 years especially thanks to the rise of the hashtag MeToo movement and online dating and dating apps. Even worse, nearly 70% of us say that our dating lives are not, with a capital N, going well. And 75% of us think that it's becoming somewhat or very difficult to even find someone to date in the first place. Yikes. My name is Isabel Brown, and I never thought that at the age of 24, I would be feeling well, outdated by modern standards and society pushing for the destruction of marriage and meaningful relationships and trying to erase reality for true love as we know it. I am a proud biological woman, a controversial thing to be these days, whose biggest dream is to get married to a very handsome masculine man who shares my Christian and conservative values and raise a ton of beautiful babies. Since when did that become the most controversial thing I could possibly say on a podcast or video platform? I've been feeling really convicted about the direct attack on humanity's relationships throughout the last several months, and looking around and doing a bunch of research, I've seen so much sadness and destruction where there should only be joy and happiness. I'm realizing that no matter where you live, how you vote, who you worship, what your age is, or even what your relationship status is, you're probably feeling frustrated with the state of dating and relationships too, either in your own life or in the lives of people that you care about. I work in the conservative political movement and seeing so few people take on this subject, I decided to do something about it. This is Outdated, a first of its kind podcast and video series where every week we'll be diving into the hardest hit aspects of society by the wrecking ball of progressive culture, gender and dating. We'll cover why masculinity and femininity still matters, why marriage is still a value worth pursuing, all things sex, pornography, and polyamory, you name it, there's a lot to cover and there's no shortage of content in the crazy world we live in, simply to do what culture is failing to, to bring us back to happiness by daring to tell the truth. For our first episode of the series today, I think it's important for us to step back, ask and answer an important question. Why are Americans so miserable dating and in marriage in the first place in the 2020s? The answer is quite simple, although how we got here is quite complex. We have an incredibly distorted view of true love and relationships and marriage in the 2020s in American culture. And our view of dating has become so skewed that we have ended up replacing love with everything love is not. I tuned into a really interesting church service about a week ago from a church out of Birmingham, Alabama, where they brought in a guest pastor for the day who shared a very fascinating message on returning to the origins of biblical love as where we should be pointing our personal relationships to. 
She said something that really struck a chord in my heart because it was a simple statement with so much profound meaning. This guest pastor said during the church service that our culture in the Western world has replaced value with volume. We've replaced going after what we know is good and true and beautiful with going after all the wrong things, thinking they'll bring happiness into our life simply because the loudest voices in society, the leaders of modern culture are telling us to do so, which really breaks down the fundamental difference between conformity and morality. Conformity being doing what everybody is doing, even when you know it's not the right thing to do, simply because it's popular in any given time exactly what we're seeing in 2022 and morality being what you know is right is what you end up doing even if no one around you happens to be doing the same if we're really serious about bringing happiness back into our dating relationships back into a foundation of marriage and into our culture in general it's time for us to turn around and walk towards morality and away from the conformity that we're seeing shape dating and relationship norms in America today. Unfortunately, I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon, especially when you take a look at just how significant the influence from the volume, the loudest voices has become. Perhaps the greatest single influence of dating norms in terms of the loudest volume has been a podcast that is every day leading people down the wrong path to search for happiness in their personal lives. And that is the absolute internet sensation podcast called Call Her Daddy, hosted by Alex Cooper. If you're watching this video or you're listening to this podcast and you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, it is time to wake up. And I hope you are listening because Call Her Daddy is the number one female hosted podcast on earth. Biggest listener base of any female hosted podcast. And I believe the number two podcast on Spotify right now behind the Joe Rogan experience. This used to be hosted by Barstool Sports, and then there ended up being a contract negotiation and some disputes there, uh, and now is hosted as a Spotify exclusive podcast by Alex Cooper, a young woman who actually coincidentally looks a lot like me, long blonde hair, she's very cute. And yet when you listen to this show, you would assume that this is helping people become happier. It's helping people feel more fulfilled in their personal relationships. It's leading you down a path that you want to keep listening every single week. That is not the case. And in research for Outdated, I've been listening to episode after episode after episode of Call Her Daddy. Trust me, I am listening so that you don't have to. But I want to set the stage and paint a picture for you for what young women are coming out in droves to listen to, often multiple times per week, thinking that this is going to give them some sort of fulfillment. And this host, Alex Cooper, is some sort of female messiah leading them to the promised land of relationships. Listen to this. You little whores. Your education is going to continue while I lay on the beach and I get my brains fucked as I should. PSA, he doesn't fucking like you. I added the F word because I always think it adds a zinger. I know my mom doesn't like when I do that, but what? what? There's no other curse word that works better with every single sentence other than fuck. Okay, so this is all a lie. This is the exact opposite of what we should be telling young women to pursue in their personal relationships. And I just, I feel my jaw hit the floor 
every single time I listen to one of these episodes about cheating on your boyfriend and why that's empowering or why you should be having sex with multiple different men from all around the country or, hey, here's a great way to masturbate because men are stupid and we shouldn't even bring them into our lives in the first place. Here is just a few of the names of the episodes, the titles of the episodes of this show that you can listen to on Spotify that were very recently released, okay? Your Guide to Better Sex. My ex sent my family my nudes. Lovely. We love to hear that. This episode that I just played a little clip from you is called PSA, He Still Doesn't Like You. We've got uh, Fuck Me With a Dildo. Sounds lovely. So feminine. So empowering. How about Talking Shit? Or what else do we have? I Got Ghosted. Now what? Stop cyberbullying and start masturbating. How the actual hell is this supposed to set young women up for feeling personally fulfilled and experiencing actual emotional intimacy? I don't know. But I think... The sad reality is my perspective and where I'm approaching this from as somebody who desires marriage and desires a monogamous relationship with a young man who respects me and values me, that perspective in and of itself is outdated. And now we see po podcasts and platforms like Call Her Daddy with Alex Cooper, like Sophia with an F, which is sort of a spinoff podcast from her former co-host, and every major movie, TV show, the music industry, everything is leading us down this path of hookup culture, of rampant sex, of non-monogamy, be it polyamory or something else, and we'll dive into that in a minute, but away from a meaningful, intimate relationship, away from intention in dating, especially towards marriage, and toward absolute sexual anarchy. And the sad reality is many people my age would say sexual anarchy is probably a good thing. And yet we look around and we wonder why we are so miserable. Replacing value with volume doesn't necessarily mean the loudest voice on a podcast platform either. I think another aspect of modern culture that has significantly partnered with some of the content of a show like Call Her Daddy has been the rise of dating apps. And I know I have an extremely controversial point of view when it comes to dating apps. Many of you watching this may have met your significant other or your husband or your wife on a dating app, to which I say, fantastic, you are an anomaly, you are not the norm. And the norm is dramatically different. It's actually causing a lot of destruction to our society and to our image of relationships in a healthy way. Right now in 2022, about one in five partnered adults, meaning people who have a significant other between the ages of 18 and 29, so more than 20% of us say that they met their partner online. And overall, three in 10 adults say that they have used an online dating site or an app in the past to find someone to date. And you might think, well, that's great. It's harder to meet people these days. Everything's online anyway, especially in the time of COVID-19. My school's online. My work is online. Why can't my dating be online? And it's just such an easier way to have everybody in my area in one spot. My concern with dating apps, and this is why I have never downloaded a single dating app onto a phone ever in my life, making me extremely outdated, grandma alert over here for 2022 as a 24-year-old, is that we've replaced the thrill of in-person dating, of dating in reality, with highly curated, highly edited photos of someone that in a split second decision, we make a gut decision on whether or not we're physically attracted to have sex with that person. 
that's it. We're looking past a sense of humor. We're looking past chivalry. We're looking past having meaningful conversations about our values and whether or not we seek marriage and whether or not we have children, who we worship, who we vote for, and instead boiling all of it down to our level of physical attractiveness to someone, which is important. Don't get me wrong. That's very important. But sex is a tiny circle within the larger circle of what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. Now, thanks to the rise of hookup culture promoted by people like Alex Cooper through shows like Call Her Daddy and dating apps, which encourage matching with a new person every single weekend, never settling down with those people, always having that availability there for the next person at a split second notice, 24-7, 365, we have confused sex with relationships. And hookup culture has easily become the norm in America today. And there could be several reasons for how we got there. You could argue the rise of the digital age has contributed a major significant factor to that. Uh, you could say that people are encouraged to delay commitment and not have a committed relationship or seek marriage because they don't want to grow up too fast. Uh, but I think honestly, frankly, we are desperate to feel something, anything, everything in our society has become taken care of for us. Dating is this fast with a swipe left or right on your phone rather than having to work for something. So it's not hard. It's easy and you don't feel anything as a result. School is online. And let's be honest, none of us are really working very hard in school when it's online and on Zoom. So the struggle associated with that and the feeling and emotional depth associated with that is gone. It's harder and harder and harder for people to find a job. So we're literally just giving up and we're creating jobs, but not filling them. So we're not feeling anything associated with that. And when we do start to feel things in a meaningful way, especially from a mental health perspective, which we'll dive in later in the video into, we medicate everything to the point that we don't allow ourselves to feel something of significance or of depth. So sex is an easy way to allow us to do that. Hookup culture is an easy way to allow us to do that. That for just a minute, for just a short period of time, we can feel something meaningful, but then it's ripped away from us because in the end, it was all a facade and it was all fake. So our skewed view of dating has fundamentally changed our priorities. It's fundamentally changed what we've been looking for out of our relationships and therefore is absolutely changing what normal dating, what average dating looks like for a young adult in our country today. And I want to unpack a few examples of how that has manifested in the 2020s. Hold on to your seat because I think we have neglected the fact that this is normal. This is real. And I often talk to older generations for my job in politics. And when I bring stuff like this up, their jaw hits the floor. They are completely baffled by the fact that this could even be an aspect of society, let alone the norm in society. But sadly, Christians and conservatives have been so silent on this issue for so long that this is where we have arrived. One of the most significant ways that casual dating and hookup culture has transformed the nature of relationships has been ushering in an era of polyamory. And if you haven't heard of polyamory before, or you've heard the word, but you don't really know what it means, that's totally fine. It is, however, becoming a very mainstream way of conducting relationships for Generation Z. So I think it's important to note. Newsweek magazine defines polyamory as a type of relationship where people have multiple romantic and sexual partners. They say it differs from cheating because each person is aware of and consents 
to the arrangement. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. I'm 24 years old. Every Gen Zer spends a lot of time on TikTok. And TikTok has really ushered in an entire new era of culture, especially for dating and relationships for teenagers and young adults that we've never seen before in our country. And the other day, I was thumbing through some TikToks about relationships and saw several about the rise of polyamory. And I really want to watch these with you guys and get your reactions in the comments because it is frightening stuff. Here we go. Telling my wife that my girlfriend is coming over. Hey, babe. Yeah? My girlfriend's coming over tonight. What do you mean? She's grabbing tacos and we're watching movies. Do you want to join us? Yeah. Taco and Titty Tuesday. Okay, next one. Okay, perks of having a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Watch. Hey, baby. Can you show me some love? No, baby, not right now. Please, why? I'm working. That's why. Well, good thing I have my girlfriend. Hey, babe. Can we cuddle? Oh my gosh, I was a little one. I was Yay. a little one. Last one. Go. We're married. Hey, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Polly Avery Trion. We love you, TikTok. Mr. and Mrs. We just got married. Okay, so how that's even legal, I don't know. Can't really seem to wrap my head around that. But if you think that's just an unusual thing, oh, Isabel, that happens, but it's not the norm in America. That's just the craziness of TikTok talking. You would be wrong, my friend. A study released by a peer-reviewed journal called Frontiers in Psychology found that one in nine, more than 10%, of Americans have already been in a polyamorous relationship. And one in six of us would like to try one. This is not some sort of conspiracy theory from conservative Christians talking about how this, is, this could happen. It's a potential in society. This has taken over dating culture in America. And I think this is really the new era of what dating is going to look like in the 2020s and beyond as Gen Z transitions out of our teenage years and into adult years. If you start to say, hang on a second, that's a little weird. I don't know how I feel about that. You are automatically labeled as outdated, as antiquated, as evil, and no longer welcome in modern society based on the standards that volume, the loudest voices, have set to be the norm. Scary stuff. As we've also continued to view sex more and more casually with the rise of hookup culture and dating apps and shows like Call Her Daddy, more and more Americans are also taking to pornography as an example of what healthy sex should look like. And I want to share some very disturbing statistics and information with you guys, some facts about just how strong the hold pornography has on society is in the 2020s. Every second in the United States of America, 28,258 people have their eyes on porn. And one in five mobile searches on the internet are for pornography today. For teenagers, the impact of porn is significantly more profound. And it's something that I think is going to shape the mental health of Gen Z as they come into adulthood. Because the average age of exposure to pornography for males in America is just 12 years old. 12. And 57% of all teenagers search for porn at least once a month. 
All of this is happening in spite of extremely well-documented data proving pornography's link to sexual dysfunction, to marriage problems, and significant mental health struggles, which we will break down a little bit later in the video. We've replaced relationships with sex, and we've replaced a healthy view of what sex is supposed to be with often violent and abusive images from an industry that exploits people from human trafficking simply to make a profit. Talk about really, really scary stuff. So as our view of dating has manipulated itself so significantly into erasing meaningful relationships, we've decided no longer to pursue monogamy with an extensively emotionally intimate experience, a depth of experience with just one partner and instead date multiple people all at the same time. And we've lost sight of what sex is supposed to be in relationships. It's a very natural conclusion that marriage is no longer an institution of value in modern American culture. The CDC released findings of a study that they have conducted for a hundred years from 1918 to 2018 on marriage rates. And I know we give the CDC a lot of headaches for all of the crap that's going on in our federal government. We can ignore that for a second because I think the findings of this study are incredibly important for us to discover. They found that by 2018, marriage rates in our nation dropped to a historic low. In fact, the 2018 marriage rate in America was the lowest since 1867, the first year the federal government even began recording rates for marriage in the first place. And out of the very, very limited number, the small number of couples that do get married, roughly 50% of all marriages today in the 2020s will statistically end in divorce. We are being set up to fail. The way we date in modern America is setting us up for heartbreak, for divorce, and for personal destruction, not for fulfillment or happiness or joy. Marriage has been boiled down to a piece of paper or a union of legal convenience or even a tax break instead of an everlasting covenant with God as the foundation of your relationship. And therefore, it's lost its value in American culture today. So if we're not getting married because we know that it's not happening, we have the lowest marriage rate since marriage rates even began being recorded, what are we doing instead? A lot of people are starting to date in perpetuity, so they'll be boyfriend and girlfriend forever and just live together for the rest of their lives rather than promise everlasting commitment to one another and as close to unconditional love as humanity can get. Many people are just engaging in meaningless hookup culture and sleeping around, swiping from one dating app profile to the next over and over and over again in perpetuity for several reasons. Maybe they don't want to settle down or grow up. They don't want to commit to another person yet. Maybe they always want to be open to new possibilities and there's always that possibility of the next person right around the corner. Or they just literally do not know that there is another option for them in the form of marriage because it's not a cultural value. It's become a cultural vice in the 2020s. Worse than all of that, worse than sleeping around, worse than dating in perpetuity, Many of us are choosing not to date at all. Half, half of single adults, according to Pew Research Center, and a majority of single women are not on the dating market to begin with. We have decided as a society to not even try, to not even put ourselves out there, don't even go for love, don't even risk heartbreak for a relationship, 
don't even value the idea of marriage because we know we're being set up to fail. How heartbreaking is that? Obviously, all of this has taken a significant toll on our mental health, especially for millennials and Generation Z as we navigate the various complexities of adulthood, the time of COVID-19, and changing standards for the dating world. We talked about how dating is primarily happening online today, but school and work also are, especially throughout the last two years in the time of COVID-19. And Gen Z and millennials have had our entire lives pushed toward a simulated reality, a metaverse, if you will, rather than engaging in meaningful connections with other human beings face to face, which honestly would be a much better alternative to what we're experiencing now. Depression has absolutely skyrocketed from 8.5% before the pandemic to nearly 28% in late March and early April of 2020. And a survey on mental health that was recently conducted for Gen Z found that young adults were two to three times more likely than other generations to report thinking about, planning, or even attempting suicide in the 12-month period spanning late 2019 to late 2020. So if all of this is happening, if we've replaced meaningful dating with casual hookups, if we've replaced monogamy with polyamory, if we've replaced sex with pornography, if we've replaced marriage with not even trying in the first place and not putting ourselves out there to risk feeling something, and we logically know that all of those decisions have led to mass depression, anxiety, and even suicidation, maybe something else is also true. Maybe there's something better. Maybe we owe it to ourselves to start asking all the right questions about dating and relationship norms today. Maybe we owe it to ourselves to ask if monogamy is better, if marriage is worth pursuing, if biological masculinity and femininity are still values we need to protect in society, if sex should be reserved to a meaningful relationship or marriage rather than shown to us through a screen. If maybe we should stop listening to the volume and start seeking out value. Because if there really is something else better out there, something that can bring us true happiness and everlasting joy, don't we owe it to ourselves to explore it? That is exactly the journey that I'm hoping we engage in with Outdated. I think it's worth mentioning why I decided to host this show instead of having someone else host it for you. I mentioned that I work in the conservative political arena and politics is an incredibly divisive, extremely toxic place to work in sometimes, but I've noticed that conservatives and Christian leaders in the church have completely avoided talking about this subject. In fact, we've stopped talking about this to the point that it's actually becoming a serious problem for culture. And I think conservatives especially aren't talking about sex and dating and relationships for maybe one of two reasons, or we're talking about it in two different ways. Either we're completely ignoring it because the words sex or pornography or polyamory or why God should be a part of your relationship could potentially be so offensive to someone uh, or they just are controversial to begin with that we don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Pretty classic for the conservative movement. We don't like to talk about controversial issues. Or when we do decide to talk about it, it often comes from a position of moral superiority, from a moral high ground, if you will, where unintentionally or intentionally, we make the next generation feel guilty and feel bad 
about the experiences that they are going through in their young adult years, even if it's no fault of their own, even if it's just the norm that's being pushed by society. And I have decided that I can no longer sit back in good conscience and let us be silent about this issue when I'm seeing it impact not only my life, but the lives of so many people that I care about, my younger sisters, my friends, my peers, uh, and even those I disagree with who happen to be going through all of this on the left side of the aisle as well. I can no longer in good conscience sit back and be silent when the truth is out there about what can make us truly happy feeling fulfilled and engaging in meaningful relationships. I am absolutely not perfect, and we're going to dive into that a lot during this series. I've been in relationships pretty consistently since I was about 16 years old, and while I was raised in a very conservative Catholic household and certainly have plans to have a very conservative Christian household as a mom and a wife someday, God willing, I have certainly made my fair share of mistakes along the way. And I've learned a lot going through that process that has led me back to believing that there has to be something better than what worldly culture and secular leaders are pushing us toward every day. Frankly, the bullshit that is being pushed upon you from the Alex Coopers of the world and even political leaders of our time about what should be making you happy is all a lie. This idea that you can make all your own decisions, that you can date who you want to date, that there should be no reproductive consequences to having sex and it should just be a casual, fun activity, that maybe you shouldn't even put yourself out there in the first place and you should instead be practicing self-love instead of sacrificial love for another human being. I said it before, it's bullshit. It is setting you up for depression, for anxiety, for heartbreak, and for failure. And we're not training our society to be well-equipped for the challenges that are always going to come right around the corner for the next generation. If we're really serious about winning a culture war, which is something that we talk an awful lot about in the conservative political world that I operate in every day, we have to be willing to go where culture is, to pull darkness into the light. Americans may be miserable dating and in marriage right now, but my hope is that through this show and as it takes off and continues to be heard by people who may not have ever been exposed to this type of a conversation, we will make all that stuff, all the stuff that's making us miserable, outdated too. Maybe we will replace polyamory with meaningful monogamous relationships. Maybe we'll replace taking ourselves off the market with the highest marriage rate our country has ever seen and meaningful marriages that don't statistically end half the time in divorce. Maybe we'll instill a virtue of sacrificial love instead of self-love in the next generation, and maybe we will fight all of these lies with truth. So all of that to be said, here's what you can expect from Outdated every single week as we go forward from here. Weekly, we will be having unfiltered and unscripted conversations about what it's like to be a 20-something navigating the complexities of adulthood and the world of dating in the 2020s from an honest and transparent perspective. Sometimes it'll be just me talking with you guys. Sometimes I'll have a co-host or a guest depending on the subject. And we plan on diving into all sorts of incredible conversations that the conservative movement just isn't having in a meaningful way in 2022 just yet. We're going to talk about how the body positivity movement is lying to you, that dating apps are screwing you over, the truth about birth control, which is some really scary stuff that no one, let alone anyone in the conservative or Christian movement, is talking about. What men wish women understood about dating, what women wish men understood about dating, 
just how significantly women are being erased from society the same way men were by labeling masculinity toxic. And I just cannot wait to dive into all of these things with you guys on a week by week basis. My biggest hope is that Outdated will be so much more than a weekly video you tune into every Tuesday, that this becomes an open forum and a conversation and a community where we can navigate the changing reality of true love in the 2020s together. This is an absolute no judgment zone. We're gonna be going there on some very, very controversial subjects. And I'm just so grateful to have you guys along for the ride. Before you go, please, please, please drop in the comment section something that you're excited about that I already mentioned we're gonna be covering through this series or a different subject that you want to make sure we touch on as we start releasing episodes every single Tuesday. They're gonna be released across social media platforms, so make sure that you're following me across platforms to never miss a video. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and turn on the bell, the notifications button, to make sure that you know exactly when a new series episode is coming out and to make sure you don't miss any other new content that I may be working on behind the scenes as well and there's a lot of that with some fun announcements to come send this video to someone that you think can really resonate with what we talked about that they are not outdated in the 2020s despite what the loudest voices and culture may be telling them when it comes to relationships marriage and dating that there's a huge community right here to support them and navigate these issues together and most importantly tell somebody you love them i'll see you guys next week